Welcome to the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan, and on this podcast, I will be speaking to inspirational individuals who specialize in the field of physical and mental health to offer you the tools that you need to become a stronger, healthier, and more confident man in today's world. Hello and welcome to episode number 66 of the Modern Warrior Podcast. Today, I have the man, I have the beast, I have the legend, who is Travis Stutzel with me. Travis is the owner of Forged Father, which I'm intrigued and interested to to know more about. Uh, Travis also finished seventh fittest in the 35 to 39-year-old age category in the CrossFit Games in 2018. He is an absolute beast. Go and check out his Instagram and some of the training videos there. He's an absolute animal and uh, Travis helps dads live and lead a legacy. Travis, my man, how are you? We're good, Gavin. We're good, man. Thanks some, for having me on. Appreciate that. Likewise, my man. Intro, bro. As I, as I said, uh, some very powerful content there and uh, some things that resonate with me as a father, of course, and with many other fathers out there. And, uh, very interested to hear more about your own journey in terms of how you've come to be a leader of fathers, a leader of men from a background of personal training uh, to owning a gym. And now, as I said, to being the owner of Forged Father, which again, I, I love, I love that very strong, uh, very strong branding and um, interested to know more about it. So yeah, maybe just gives a little bit of your background in terms of um, how you've come to come to this point in your life. Absolutely, man. Yeah, again, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Uh, so, yeah, how did we wind up here? Well, growing up, was always around athletics, uh, involved in wrestling, football, baseball, and uh, wrestling is the sport that really taught me a lot of. Uh, you know, lessons in regards to, you know, hard work, you know, pushing yourself. If you really want it, you gotta, you know, it's up to you. Right. So unfortunately I was never a major success in wrestling, but I, I learned a lot of, uh, important, you know, lessons as far as, you know, mental toughness and, you know, how to come back from defeat and, you know, things like that. So, but either way, uh, I played college football, uh, baseball as well gave up baseball and stuck with football played a little bit of professional football when I was done and that's really what led me into the strength and conditioning side of things as a coach because I had a dream of making it to the NFL just like any football player did or does and so started gathering up as much information as I could in regards to how to get my foul myself faster, stronger, more explosive. And so I was going to workshops. I was buying books, DVDs, and just trying to uh, figure out how to design programs for myself. And then when that dream was kind of, I'm probably not going to make it. uh, That's when I went over to the other side. And uh, my first job as a personal trainer at like a Globo gym kind of fell into my hands. I was actually in town trying out for a football team. And I went and worked out with my buddy and met, met the fitness manager there. And he offered me a job. And so I started that and I said, 
I'm, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I was put on earth to do. Um, so I was at that gym for about a, about two years and wanted to create something of my own. You know, I wanted to work with athletes. I wanted, you know, my own environment, if you will. And so that's when I broke off and created the forge father or not the forge father, but the forge athlete gym, uh, was, was what I created first. And then, you know, I, I still have that gym today. And, uh, what really branched off into the forge father was, you know, after I became a father myself, you know, a lot of the men that I was working with both in my gym and remotely online all had similar struggles. You know, they were trying to balance out their role as being a dad, being a husband, being a, a, a professional. And oftentimes their athlete role was falling off to the side. And so how were we to create some sort of balance or structure, if you will, in life to excel in all areas, you know, to, to be a more connected father with your kids and be more connected with your wife, be super successful with, you know, your, your profession and building wealth and providing for your family, but then also being able to look in the mirror and say, you know, fuck yeah, you know, I'm the man. Right. So, um, that's kind of how that came to be. And, uh, I can certainly dig into more about, you know, how Ford father really came to be, but that, that was, that's kind of the essence on how we got to this point, man. And like among that journey as well, or along that journey as well, you were competing in the CrossFit games or you were competing in CrossFit. Yep. Yeah. So I think all, and to give you insight on like the type of men that we work with inside of Forge Father, you know, a lot of them are similar to myself where they competed at a high level in sports. So whether that was collegiately, some professionally, or even just in high school at a high level, they understand the importance of, you know, hard work and dedication and sacrifice and, you know, putting that time and effort into building themselves out up as an athlete and earning that success. I mean, it's just not handed to them. Right. So they know what it took to be a successful athlete in turn. Now in life, they're successful in, you know, being a dad, husband, professional, but they've let that athlete role kind of slip away. Right. And so oftentimes it's like that purpose, that, that drive and determination that we used to have to show up and dominate in whatever sport we were competing in, it shifted. Right. And so, you know, for some guys, they look in the mirror and they're like, oh shit, I'm 20, 30, 40 or more pounds over. I don't even recognize this guy in the mirror anymore. Right. And so to kind of answer your question, you know, after I was done competing, I lost my own edge. Like I, there was a point in time where I, and I wasn't married or had kids yet. So, um, you know, take that out of, out of the mix, but you know, I got a little soft. I got fat. I wasn't working out anymore. Cause I just didn't have that fire to push myself and train anymore. And so I started to look at different ways I could compete and push myself again. I did a bodybuilding show. So that really got me obviously back into shape, but I just, I had no fulfillment. When I went up on stage, I did well in the show that I did. I won my, my class. I ended up getting second overall. And I really thought about pursuing that and, you know, going for like the pro levels and doing another show. In fact, I signed up for a, a pro qualifier show and <laughs> funny story about that. I remember I was sitting there training calves 
and I got string bean calves, man. <laughs> I just don't have the genetics for calves. Right. And I remember sitting there on this calf machine, you know, I got my music in, I'm trying to do all these calves. And I just came to a point where I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Like I had no drive to push myself in those types of workouts anymore. I just didn't, I wasn't fulfilled by it at all. And that's when I said, you know what, I'm just going to go back to training. Like I did when I was trying to make an NFL team, I'm going to go do hill sprints. I'm going to go Olympic lifts. I'm going to go just build myself back into an athlete. And then that's when CrossFit came around. So one of my buddies, I remember the text he, he sent me, he's like, Hey dude, have you ever heard, heard of CrossFit? And at the time, you know, I remember kind of the group of guys that I ran with at the time, we all thought it was stupid. We were like, why you're going to try to do a bunch of Olympic lifts when you're tired, that's dangerous. You know, the, the, the natural reaction when it first started to come around, but that's when the open that it was the first year of the open when they announced it to like the world, like 2011 it was. And my buddy sent me a text. He's like, dude, you got to check this out. I think this is right up your alley. I was like, wow, what the hell I'll sign up for it. And I'll do it. So I, I think back then it was six weeks and uh, yeah, I was hooked after I did the open, I made it to regionals that year and almost made it to the games that first year. They, they took the top three men and all, the, so all regionals, I think, I can't remember how many regionals they had back then, but uh, ours was out in uh, Chicago and uh, at the Navy pier, it was a sweet environment and just that little tiny taste of competition in CrossFit. I was like, all right, this, I'm going to make it to the games. That, that was my new, my, my new focus, my new purpose. And it gave me a new uh, reason to show up and compete and push myself so hard. And so, you know, that came around and uh, long story short, it's, it's been my main focus as far as training goes uh, anymore to, to yeah. show up and compete again. You know, <clears throat> are you still, are you still looking to compete or has, have your priorities sort of changed now at this point? <clears throat> you know, when I made the games in 2018, uh, it was interesting how it came to be. Just there's been a variety of games athletes that I've trained with in the past uh, and just knowing how much time it takes to make it to the games, number one. But then when you do make it to the games, it's like a full-time job. And so with me owning my own gym, I had the luxury of, you know, training three, four times a day, especially when I made the games, like it was a full-time gig. And uh, I remember that year, 2017, uh, I sat down with my wife and I said, Hey, I think I'm going to go for the games. Like, I really want to make it. I think I can, I, I know I can make it this year, but I know the commitment that it's going to require. Like, do you mind if I take this extra time, I'm basically going to be living at the gym. And so once I got her consent on that, I was like, all right, it's game on. And I remember writing it up on my wall in my basement. I had a big chalkboard wall in my, my, our last house where my gym, my little home gym was in the basement. I painted one of the walls that was all chalkboard. And I remember writing up there, I will make it to the 2018 CrossFit games and I will place 10th or above in the world. And so I remember seeing that every time I was training, every time I was training, it was just, you know, right, right at top of mind. And so, uh, but long story short, man, making it to the games since then, I've kind of pulled it back a little bit. There's other things that I've been pushing myself with. So 
I've done a couple of Spartan races, uh, ultra Spartan races, which were a whole another challenge in themselves. I was never a runner. And so doing a, a 30 mile plus race was a pretty big challenge. And I've kind of gotten hooked with those. Uh, but the plan is uh, I'll, I'll get back in the mix next year with CrossFit and see if I can't, can't make it back in my forties. So I'll be 40 here in November. So nice I'll be moving up, moving up yeah, to that yeah. 40, 40 year old division. Go for it. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm smiling here because I can somewhat relate to your journey. You know, I've, I've pretty much done everything that you've done there, except go to the fucking games. Of course, that's, that's an amazing achievement in itself. But I, uh, like I started off obviously with the, with, with the, uh, the bro workouts and, uh, you know, that was my first sort of um, experience in the gym, did all that. Um, and discovered CrossFit back in, I think it was maybe 2000 and back in the earlier days, maybe 2014, 15, and around that time. So I did CrossFit for about two yeah. years. And again, I was hooked. CrossFit was, yeah, yeah. had all the clothes, had all the shorts, had all the, uh, like going through all the work. Oh, you, went, you went full-fledged CrossFit. Full-fledged yeah, socks. Yeah. yeah, the socks, everything, man. Uh, yeah, absolutely love it. And, and reflecting back, I was just thinking about that today because uh, I knew we were going to have this conversation that was probably uh, the best shape I've ever been in my life. Now, I know CrossFit gets a bad rap. <clears throat> and at the same time, it was my peak fitness. I don't think I've ever been as fit as, I've, as I was back uh, when I did CrossFit. And then <clears throat> after CrossFit, I, I pursued uh, a journey of, of powerlifting, which I was quite successful in. I won a European championship with, with, with powerlifting afterwards. So it sort of transitioned from one onto the other. And then after the powerlifting, <clears throat> I did, uh, didn't do a bodybuilding thing, but I did do like a photo shoot. And um, after that, I, I've done a few Spartan races too. So I've sort of uh, crossed a lot of these bridges that, that you've done too. And it's like the, it's almost like the pursuit of a challenge, the pursuit of a new goal, the pursuit yeah. of, okay, I've, I've ticked that box and I've sort of squeezed as much juice out of this as I possibly can. Yeah. Now, like, where else can I go from here? So, um, and it's interesting at this point in my life, and anyway, I, I, looking back on my journey with CrossFit, my journey with the powerlifting, I can look back and understand that, you know, my, my priorities were different back then. I know I had a lot of internal pain and struggle that I had not yet processed as well. So I sort of took all that pain and channeled it into those workouts and i think that was mm. you know that was a byproduct of whatever issues i had gone had gone on within me so i, I took that pain and, and used it to, to progress with my fitness and strength and training but i've after i've done all that i just don't have that hunger anymore to to push myself to that extreme and i'm, I'm sort of questioning that at the moment and that's why i'm interested in terms of where you're at this point because you've You've gone, man. You've gone to the games. You've finished seventh. It's like, that's an incredible achievement. And when you've done that and you've put in the work, you've put in the commitment, like that's like a serious amount of time and and and, uh, and work to get to that point. And when you've done that and you've achieved it, where do you go from there? I mean, there's, yeah. there's uh, other priorities that come in, obviously. And, and for me, the way I, sort of reflect upon this now and sort of use my um channel my energy and channel my sort of any sort of aspirations right now is is towards helping others 
reached the next level in their life. So I've channeled mm-hmm. into my work. I've channeled into working with, with men. I've channeled into um, as a dad, you know, all those sort of things. So I've still taken it, but it's not channeled towards energy. Toward, the energy isn't channeled towards workouts anymore, channeled towards competing. It's channeled towards yeah. helping others reach the new level. So I'm interested in terms of, is that what you've done to you? Sort of got to this point and you say, you know what? I've done it all. And I want to take whatever energy you have right now and not just exert it all into workouts and training and competing, but to offer some of this energy to your children, to your wife, to your family, to the men you work with. Because, yeah, understanding too, like you only have a certain amount of time and energy every single day. So how do you use it? And how do you sort of um, prioritize your time and energy with the people and the things you have in your life right now? Yeah. So, well, it all stems back to when I, when I first lost that edge that I was telling you. So when I was done playing football and just lost that fire and desire to really push myself, I remember seeing myself in the mirror and that's how it happened. Like I saw myself in the mirror and I was just like chubby, fat, just felt disgusted with myself. And I was like, how the hell did you let yourself slip like this? Because I had always been the athlete. I had always been kind of a lean ripped dude. And then I saw myself and I was like, "Mm -mm." like I made a commitment with myself on that day that I would never have that feeling again. Right. And so fast forward to today, you know, uh, I'll just, I'll like, I didn't even sign up for the open this year. Like I didn't sign up. I didn't, you know, compete in the open this year. And it was real odd in the beginning. I had real kind of like almost FOMO that first week, like not checking the leaderboard all the time and seeing how all my buddies were doing. Like it took a couple of days for that to, to kind of pass, but then it was just, it kind of, it passed and I was still able to look at myself in the mirror and like feel complete fulfillment. Cause that's not what defines me is not being a CrossFit athlete, right? Like, or CrossFit games athlete or anything of that nature what defines me is the fact that I'm always going to be an athlete. I'm always going to be a competitor with whatever it is I'm doing. That's what gives me fulfillment. And I can get that just going out into my garage and hitting a hard workout and just, you know, the feeling of it, right. Um, adding in some sort of challenge or some sort of like, you know, event or whatnot, it'll fuel that. But I think I've kind of been able to get to a point where, I'm cool with, you know, getting that fulfillment from just training myself daily. It's a part of who I am at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. And something that we cover within, you know, Forge Father, um, really what drives a man in his life is, you know, knowing, knowing what it is that he wants, but also just having a a purpose behind that. Right. So for a lot of us, it's, we, we got all the purpose that we need in our family. We got all the purpose that we need in our kids. And so for me, you know, there's days where I'm unmotivated. There's days where I don't want to go out and work out, right? All I need to do is tap back into why am I doing this? You know, what's the purpose? If my daughters are sitting there right now watching dad and I was to say, hey, you know, girls, I'm not going to work out today. I'm going to skip. You know, I'm just going to be lazy today because I don't feel like doing it. What type of message is that sending to them? You know, where's that going to help? push them in life when they arrive within those moments of opportunity. That's what I call moments of opportunity. It's those 
those times in life when you have this inner battle, right? Like the motivation's not there. You're tired. You know, you just want to choose comfort in the moment, you know, well, what's your, what, what's, what's tap back into the purpose? You know, why do we need to be doing what we're doing and why does it even matter? Right. And so you can be a common person, you can be the average man, or you can be the uncommon man. And that's, that's really what I've made a part of my identity. And that's, you know, again, something that we do inside the forge father is living, living and leading a legacy as an uncommon man. That's how you're going to go about doing that. Being the uncommon man. Well, you're, you're certainly an uncommon man. And, uh, I think that's the highest compliment you can receive. It's, uh, as I said, um, your content, the work you've done, your achievements, like it, it speaks for itself. And of course, you still have that underlying hunger to to achieve more and to continue moving forward. And I was interested there when you when you speak about fulfillment and um, obviously that there's certain things in your life you've done in the past that no longer fulfill you right now, but there's still fulfillment to be found. And as you said, going to the gym and working out. And <clears throat> is it fulfillment to know that you're progressing, that you're still moving forward. Is that where the fulfillment mm-hmm. lies or is it something else? Yeah. It's not necessarily like, Oh, well I need to maintain like a 500 pound deadlift or, you know, anything to that nature. It's, it's more so that feeling that you get from, you know, staying active, staying, staying, you know, maintaining that athlete role, so to speak. Right. Like, not losing that edge, you know, continuing to push yourself. And there's still things that I'm, you know, pursuing right now. It's just not CrossFit games anymore. Right. So um, there's a number of us in the program that are signed up for Spartan race in September, which uh, the rumors are the course it's in Vermont. It's at like Spartan HQ basically, which I've been there before years ago. I actually uh, was there for a weekend retreat where I hung out with Joe DeSena and a number of other coaches. And he took us on, you know, a hike, uh, just a crazy, crazy ass workout. That dude's nuts, by the way, Joe DeSena. But, um, so we got that coming up in September, but outside of that, I mean, there's always things that we're doing inside of our programming, like the way I design my programming, like there's always benchmarks, there's always things that we're doing. And so those keep me, keep me grounded, keep me focused even if it's not some big event that we're doing, like you can always have things placed into your programming to keep you engaged to, instead of just getting into that routine of just checking the boxes, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I got my workout done today. I got, I got a good sweat on and that's great. But I think you tie in that progress. Like how are we tracking progress at this point is going to help keep things dialed in. I think it's also when you've had more commitments and responsibilities have come into your life you need to take more responsibility for yourself. You need to, yep, yep. You're, you're, you're a leader of men. You're a leader of the family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, a lot of weight in your shoulders and you've got to be able to continue carrying that weight. So yeah, you know, there's that too. And I think that's relatable to a lot of men. You know, I've, I've obviously I work with men as well, as much as yourself. And um, you'll know this from speaking to the men and work with the men that you do is that, like these guys have responsibilities. These guys have big, big commitments and they allow those other commitments to become um, more important than themselves. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. you know, the work, the family is number one priority. The work is number two priority. 
something else is number three priority, their friends or social life. It's like, okay, where's, where are you in that list? You should be number one because you're the leader here. You're the man. Everything you do in your life, it starts with you. So you've got to start with yourself first. You've got to be number one. And I think a lot of men just sort of lose that over time as yeah. more commitments and responsibilities ultimately consume them. So, yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah, there's a couple of, there's a couple of bits on how we approach that. So number one, it's just a simple mindset shift, right? And oftentimes when a guy gets married and he has kids and he has his profession, it's totally normal to shift all of the attention and the focus in on that. And to say that it's selfish to take time for yourself. Like I have a lot of conversations with men. It's like, you're 40, 50 pounds overweight. Well, why is that? Well, it's selfish to take 30 minutes for myself to go to the gym. Is it really? So are you saying that due to you being overweight, energy sucks, confidence isn't there. So now you're, you're a little bit more unpleasant to be around with your family. Do you think that's selfish? Is that worth it? Right. So the, the first mindset shift that has to happen is you need to be a selfish servant. The reason you're putting 30 minutes into your training daily or however much is so you can show up and serve better. Now, if you're taking time for yourself and it's not going to benefit all these other roles, then yeah, that's probably selfish. If you're taking 45 minutes to go watch Netflix or play video games or scroll through social media, that's fucking selfish. So don't sit there and tell me that it's selfish to go you know, before coming home from work, getting home to your family quickly. So you get that quality time with them that you don't stop off at the gym for 30 minutes for yourself. So you show up and you're more focused. You're more engaged. You're not thinking about being lazy and skipping out on that workout. You're not thinking about how you, how you look like shit. Every time you see yourself in the mirror, your, your energy sucks or X, Y, Z, right? you're focused and engaged on your family and the quality time is actually much better. That shift happens. Then people can, you know, you make that shift, then you can justify, you can easily justify spending 30 minutes, even an hour on yourself, if it's going to benefit you in these areas. Mm -hmm. So that's like number one, but then number two, something that we look at throughout the whole year, because we just got into Q2, quarter two, quarter one's done. Here we are in quarter two. So we break things up in 90 day, you know, quarters, right? <clears throat> and as a busy individual, you got to take a step back and, you know, take a bird's eye view, look at your year. And it's all about periodization, right? So here we are springtime, summer's right around the corner. School's going to be getting out. It's going to be, you know, vacation time, travel time with family, X, Y, and Z, right? So, what we have our guys do is kind of do a little bit of an audit or just a little bit of reflection on what the hell is coming up. You know, what can you commit to? Cause a lot of times guys do it to themselves. They put too much on their plate. They're like, yeah, I'm going to sign up for the Spartan race. I'm going to do the CrossFit open. Cause I got to push myself. I, I'm trying to get back in shape. And then they're way overloaded because their kids got soccer dance you know, they got a bunch of stuff going on in their business. It's like they got way too much shit. So now they're going to be stressed, overwhelmed. They'll just quit, right? Versus in those situations, it's like, okay, let's, let's look at things here. 
going to be super busy with family. You're traveling around, kids got activities, business. It's let's say you're an accountant right now. Accountants, they ain't doing anything else but accounting, right? So if we were to throw some sort of crazy fitness goal in the mix, like probably not going to benefit them, right? So in certain times like this, it's like, we're not going to completely throw your fitness out. We're not going to throw your nutrition out. There's still things that we can do to maintain the bare minimum. We're not checking boxes. There's still purpose. We're still moving forward. But it's like, okay, 15, 20 minute workout. Cool. Let's do that for the time being, knowing that in another month, we're going to be able to crank that back up. Family isn't going to be as crazy. Professional life isn't going to be as crazy. And you come out the other side, like still in one piece versus a lot of guys, they just self-destruct, man. Mm-hmm. Cause they're yeah. like, I'm trying to maximize everything at once. And it's just, it's not possible. Yeah. So overloaded, overwhelmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I can, I can relate to that. I've taken that approach before in my own personal life. So it's, yeah. uh, it's, yeah, it's one way, one way street to a, a dead end and a potential breakdown. So you've got to, yeah, you've, you've got to sort of, um, assess assess to progress ultimately so assess your overall life assess your priorities assess your routine assess your current workload and then see where you can fit in time for you and sometimes it's not going to be you're not going to have you know three or four hours a week to to train it could be you know one or two hours a week and you maybe you could do that over you know three 30 minute intervals or four 30 minute intervals or whatever it is but yeah you've got to make those adjustments in order to move forward i think that's where a lot of people get caught up because they feel like, oh, you know, I can't go to the gym. I can't work out because they have this thing in their, in their head. I, I, I don't know if this is just, if you, if you have come across this before, but it's almost like, yeah, I've, I've got to go to the gym for an hour. Like you don't need to go to the gym no. for an hour. Go to the gym for 20 minutes. Fucking. Yeah. Who, who said it's an hour? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's just the common thing. Yeah. You know, well, I don't have an hour to go work out. Well, who says you need an hour? Yeah. Who says you can't get it done in 20 minutes? That's exactly. That's all you got. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just common. It's that, it's that common misconception. It's just that thought, Yeah. you know, or even with like nutrition, it's like, well, we got a birthday party tonight. So all of my other meals are going to be shit too. Who says they got to be shit. That's up, man. Right. What yeah. one, one meal out of 50 meals a week, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. the ratio is on your side. So there is a, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. And I was, I was quite interested there um, earlier when you were speaking about your own approach when it comes to to training. When you have those days or those moments when the motivation isn't there, you're maybe a little bit tired or fatigued. Where do you sort of draw the line there in terms of you know what today is not a day to train, or mm-hmm. today, hey man, shut the fuck up and get to the gym and work yeah, out. Yeah. So where do you draw the line there in terms of mm-hmm. taking a rest or pushing forward beyond the, yeah, yeah. the barrier? Yeah. This is just being aware of reading your body and knowing the signs. Right. So there's going to be days where you're tired and it's like lazy, tired, like you're just tired from a long day. You're not actually to the point of being fatigued and, you know, actually run down where you need a rest. Cause there's times to do that. And so really knowing the difference between like being lazy, tired, and just like no motivation, tired. Those are the times that you got to get shit done. And, you know, you just gotta, you gotta push through and be disciplined in the moment to, you know, do something right. 
And oftentimes when you just get moving, like movement will create emotion. Movement will create motivation, right? So if you're like unmotivated, like just go do something, go jump rope, go do some jumping jacks, go do a set of, you know, 50 squats or something like that. You get that blood pumping, like your mind, your mindset will shift, right? And then you just do your shit. But then other times, and what we, we go pretty extensive on that, on this with our dads, it's like biomarkers, like, has your sleep been fucked up? Like, has your hunger, how's your hunger? How's your energy? Let's look at trends, right? So if you've been tired for the last three days and really battling like this inner, you know, voice of like, should I, I don't, I really don't want to train today. Body's just physically sore. Yeah. In those situations, now you need to be smart. You can't be the guy that's always like pedal to the freaking metal, burn the candle at both ends, like no pain, no gain. Right. That's not going to work. It'll work for a short period of time, but you'll get burned out at some point. So yeah, it's just really understanding how to read your body. So in those situations, like for me, I just have to move. So what happens for me, like I'll go out and if, a, if the barbell feels super heavy, if I'm putting on, you know, warm up weights and I'm like, wow, this feels like a ton. I'll just say, all right, chalk it up. We'll slide this day to tomorrow or we'll just say, fuck it. And we'll just do kind of like a recovery circuit. Just get a nice little sweat going. Nothing too crazy. No heavy breathing. Just move, move for 20 minutes clears the mind because uh i just don't sit well with like oh i'm not going to do anything today like i just feel like a sack of shit but i think for anybody just get blood moving get those endorphins going a little bit you're going to feel much better way more fulfilled than oh i went and tried but i didn't feel it so i didn't do shit right so i i always suggest you know doing that unless you're like actually physically sick Mm -hmm. and you know got a fever or something like don't train but that's yeah. kind of how I navigate through that, man. It's quite subjective, isn't it? Because you like you're coming from a background of um you, you've been you you are an athlete and you know you, you've competed at the highest level. So you sort of have this somewhat ingrained in you, like you, you've got to sort of continuously push yourself because it's something that you're so conditioned to do, perhaps, but then for someone yeah. else. Now I know this is somewhat related to the men you work with too, because they've come from similar backgrounds, but you know, there's days there where your body is just fucking broken. <laughs> You're like, you know mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Got a gym workout today, but I'm just going for a fucking walk. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a bit of skipping yeah. or something for for today. I just need that bit of recovery, bit of bit yeah. of mobility work, for example, or something like it's even for myself today. Um, yeah, I've done like three days in a row of of lifting, and today I woke up. I was like, yeah, not today is not <clears throat> today is not a day yeah, for lifting. Yeah. So just went to the gym and hit the bag for a few rounds and you know mm-hmm. i was happy enough with that and again as you said got the blood flowing broke a bit of a sweat um also punching the bag is somewhat therapeutic that let out a bit of badness there yeah. so uh yeah and again as i said it just it, it for me it keeps the momentum on my side I yes think, momentum know. is the key yeah. like you can settle and just do nothing but, you know, something is going to be better than nothing, right? If it wasn't the full-fledged workout that you had programmed, so be it, man. You still, you still did something. Even if it was a 20-minute walk, you know, you, you did something to nudge that needle forward, you know? Mm-hmm. And do you work with a lot of men at the moment? Like, who have, like I know you understand that you come from 
a background of uh, athletics yourself and you work with a lot of men who are from a similar background. And when you're not competing anymore, you're not sort of at that high level of athleticism. Um, you know, it, it can have a, a major knock-on effect with your mental health too. So do you mm-hmm. find yeah. that is quite a a pattern that that follows these men when they don't compete anymore? They're not sort of at that high standard anymore? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oftentimes we look back into the past and we're like, wow, I was like, Back in my 20s, I was, you know, X, Y, Z, and I could lift X, Y, Z. And, yeah, that's great, but we got to bring it back to the now and the present. And you just got to kind of come to grips with that. I mean, you just got to accept that and do your best today. You know, what, what, is your, your, what is your best effort today, right? If you – like, I know, like, my lifetime PR and back squat – 450. I'm probably not going to hit that again. I'm probably not going to hit any heavier than that. Right. 550 on deadlift. I know those were like my lifetime PRs. Does it kind of bother me now? Like that I can't squat 450 anymore. It does. But at the same time, I, it's just this mental shift. It's like back then it was like to be the best, to be the alpha male, like, you know, strongest on the team or, you know, show up and tear it up on, on the field or whatever you're doing. Now the mindset shift that you need to go through is like, now you're an athlete for life. And the way I justify it, I'm like, okay, if I hit this back squat at 450, is that going to help me run around with my daughters? Mm-hmm. I don't have to hit that 450. I can still go run around with them just fine. And so it's really just a, a perspective shift. And it's like, where do you want to be, you know, in five years? Do you still want to be an athlete able to run around, move around, feel good, look good? Does that require you to be able to lift X amount of weight or be able to do whatever it might be that you were able to do years ago, but can't right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of starts to overcome things. Cause back then we didn't have that thought. Like we had no thought of like, is this for my kids or, you know, for my wife or whatever? No, it was just to show up and dominate the competition. Well, it's just a different type of domination, right? It's like, you want to dominate life? Here's what you you need to be okay with these things, right? So, and I've had a number of guys like yourself who are ex power lifters. So they're very connected to those, those totals. Uh, And it's almost a part of them. Right. And then, you know, when they're deadlift and they're like, man, I feel like such a weak ass. And they're still pulling like 475 or, you know, whatever. I'm like, okay, well, let's just say tomorrow for whatever, like you eat something in your cereal and you pull, you know, 600. How's that going to change your life? Is that going to help boost things within your business? Is that going to help you guys hit numbers this month? Because you hit, you know, a 600 pound deadlift? No. Okay. Well, does that number really matter that much? I guess you're right. You feel you still feel good pulling pulling heavy weight on deadlift, don't you? Yeah. Well, let's keep it that way into your 70s, your 80s, 90s, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then then guys get a little bit more yeah. connected with that. That's so it's just a it's just a perspective shift. Yeah, yeah. Which I is tough. It. I feel it, man. Yeah, it's, it's it, it is certainly uh it is a barrier that we need to negotiate as 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 we move forward in life, but it's understanding that as your priorities change in life, your goals also change 
and it's accepting that yeah. it's amazing how your priorities shift once mm-hmm. kids are in the equation you know everything changes so um you know yeah you could be still pulling your your big deadlifts and squatting your big numbers but are you going to be is that going to be jeopardizing your body you know are you going to be yeah. running the risk of an injury run the risk of yeah hurting your back and therefore you're floored for months at a time, or mm-hmm. that's a pain that that's, um, that's with you for years to come. So, and again, as you said, it doesn't help you run after your daughters. Um, if you're, if you're injured or hurt. So yeah, back then, like even from my own journey, like back then I had this sort of, uh, I couldn't give a fuck attitude when it came to training. Yep. Um, it was like, yeah, I'm just going to go fucking balls to the walls here. Um, especially when I was competing in um, in the powerlifting, like I think you need to have that certain mindset to go up. Like for example, I lifted a a two sixty deadlift, two hundred sixty kg deadlift. I don't know what that is in pounds, but that's my that's my own PR, and that was the one that won the European Championship for me. But like every time I stepped up to the platform, it's like I don't give a fuck how this bar comes off the floor. It's coming off the floor and mm-hmm. it. So if and and that's what, what that sort of mindset that. I believe that's the only way I actually succeeded with that. I just had to go mm-hmm. on it. Um, right now, if if it was in in the gym and there was like a a 200, 200 kg deadlift or something like that, I'm like, mm, I don't know, man. I fucking could lift this, but I could hurt my back and I could be floored for a few weeks. Or mm-hmm. you know what? Um, yeah, I couldn't be fucking like I couldn't be arsed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're younger, you can be, you can afford to be reckless. Yeah. But as you age and then you have a family, like you do have more responsibility and you got to own up to that. Right. And so that's the conversation that an individual has to start having. And I have it all the time with myself. Right. And uh, it's just like, Hey, what, what would happen if I got injured on this? Should I go for this and just err on the side of a little bit lighter and, you know, still push yourself. So um, it's just that fine line, man. It's that, it's that difficult line. Cause as an athlete and, you know, a very competitive individual, like you'll find yourself walking that line. And that's, I guess that's the, that's the excitement about it. Right. It's but, tough. Man. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also maybe an underlying, the underlying discomfort that we are getting older. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck this. Now uh, uh, I can still do it. You know, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still able, I'm still capable, but yeah, you need to take a step back and just reevaluate things and be fucking honest with yourself. And um, yeah. but understanding too, like, yeah, you can still maintain a high level of of fitness and strength by keeping your biomarkers in check, like keeping your nutrition in check, keeping your sleep in check, making sure you've got some sort of stress management routine, making sure that you are um, in a good place mentally as well. You know that that's so important, and making sure you're showing up and still training. Like, I, I'm still in. I, I believe, you know, a really good shape, possibly physically, maybe the best shape I've been in all my life. And again, I keep all those biomarkers in check. And there's, um, so it's not to say that, yeah, just because you get older, uh, you know what, just accept the fact that you're going to be weaker, accept the fact that, you know, you're not going to, um, you're not going to be fit anymore. You're not going to be able to run 5k at a, at a decent time. So again, it's, yeah not to justify your age as a reason for not to continue some level of progress as well you know there's that 
there's that line as well, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things. Um, I think what happens to a lot of guys is they just, they, they get that mindset number one and that mind, they have that story playing on inside their head and they're like, well, I'm in my forties now and I'm supposed to be out of shape. And that's just how most 40 year olds are. And so then they start to justify less and less activity for that. Right. Whereas again, it's all about what the individual wants. Like they need to get very, very clear with what it is that they want, how they want to look, how they want to feel, and then tap into that. And that's the story that they need to play through their mind. Right. So for me, you know, coming up on 40 myself here in November, you know, fuck the average 40 year old yeah that's a common man like common common dudes like that yeah they they don't work out because they think they're too busy they they're out of shape because they think 40 your your life is half over right fuck that like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be the fittest 40 year old that walks walks into the room like that's just part of part of my identity it's not to be like oh i'm better than anybody else but that's for myself right that's that's for me to show up and feel my best so well you're yeah you're raising a higher what you can do to yeah yeah it's all about standards and you know well i mean again you are you are a leader of men here and you've have to raise this you have to become that higher standard that you uh, want them to attain as well you know you want to bring them up to this up to the same level of, of of standard that you have risen to and yeah man look uh you're 39 39 years of age and uh, I've been looking through your workout videos, man. And there's no fucking like, as I said, there's 29 year old guys, there's 19 year old guys who wouldn't be able to do some of the shit you're doing, man. So, like, uh, again, that's very inspiring for someone who's uh, coming close to the 40s or, or at a similar age. It's inspiring for me to see, you know. So it gives other people that inspiration, that hope, and the drive to say, "Fuck, you know what? This guy's still getting after it. He's 39 years of age. You know, what's my fucking excuse?" So, um, yeah, again, it's, it's incredible work you're doing there. And in terms of the, in terms of, of the men you work with as well, when it comes down to, uh, their training, like, is it all sort of subjective or do you sort of give them, uh, an overall training program that they all follow or how do you sort of work that? Like, is it, is it down to the, the individual themselves? Yeah, it's really the individual themselves, especially when they come into the program. Uh, Guys need a little bit more customization. But as a guy progresses through his own, you know, program, if he gets to a point where, you know, he's got mobility, he's got general baseline of fitness, like he's moving well, no injuries, and he likes that competition side of things. Like we, we have a track of training. It's called Uncommon, right? So guys kind of move into that. And at that point, it's like a community-based thing. Um, And that's where we, you know, push each other. So we do a variety of different tests and benchmarks. Like right now, uh, in fact, this week, we just started what's called the Trident Challenge. Uh, We've done this a couple of times in the past. And so it's basically a test. It's a 60-minute test. Starts off with a 20-rep max back squat. So I don't know if you've ever done those, you know, death squats, breathing squats, whatever you want to call them, but 20 reps, unbroken. Um, you get zero to 10 minutes to complete that, right? So you you start when zero clock starts. You're going to get that done in about two, three minutes, whatever. 
you rest until 10 minutes at the 10 minute mark, you run a 5k. So you're running a 5k. So you got a little bit of endurance in there after a 20 rep max back squat legs are feeling pretty good. Right. But then you get till 55 minutes on the clock. So the last five minutes is a five minute snatch test with the 53 pound kettlebell. So now we got a little bit of power stamina, um, to finish off. So that's a great test. I love it. It challenges, a it challenges a guy across the board. And so like our more advanced guys, guys that have been in that have reestablished their fitness, they, they're, they're following that track, right. Versus like most of our guys, the majority of our guys, it's going to be 12, like usually 12, 16 to even 24 weeks before they have the option to either go into that or guys stay in their own track. We have guys that do, you know, triathlons or we got guys that are, you know, wanting to get into like uh, a powerlifting show or something like that. Right. So it just depends on the individual. And then we um, program program accordingly to there. That was, that was my, that was my next question actually is do you have certain benchmarks in place there for your uncommon man, so to speak that, Mm -hmm. You know what? Um, as an uncommon man, you've got to be able to do 20 unbroken pull-ups. You've got to be able to do 50 yeah. unbroken push-ups. You've got to be able to, you know, have you got certain numbers there for 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 those um, uncommon men to reach and say, you know what? Yeah. So we have what what's called the ascension system, and there's four different levels, and each each level has a number of benchmarks that you got to hit. We got a variety of uh, you know benchmark tests. One of probably the most famous, which has been around since, oh, I've been testing people on that in my gym, 2008, it's called the body weight gauntlet. And in fact, I wrote an article on, uh, on it.com years ago. And, uh, last I knew it was one of the, it's still to this day gets the most clicks on their site. Brilliant. If you want to, if any people want to look it up, on it.com just search body weight gauntlet I'll add, it, I'll add it in the show notes below I'll, uh, send me yeah that. yeah it's a great it's a great test so you're obviously testing body weight strength with that but there's a certain standard like you and you got to hit all four standards so you do max push-ups in three three minutes you do max strict pull-ups in three minutes you do max body weight squats and then you do max burpees right All of those are three minutes at a time. You get a minute rest in between, and then you always finish with a 400 meter run. So there's like a standard on time, right? If you get under 90 seconds, it's like savage level. So we have four different levels. There's Hunter, which is like white belt. We got Gladiator, which is the next level up. We got Warrior, and then we got Savage level which is basically like uncommon man level. Right. So everybody's trying to strive for savage and you're in different bands, right? Like when oh. you're in the group cool. uh, and I actually just finally earned a uh, savage level. So well, class. The, the, the thing that I had to work on uh, was the mile run time. So <laughs> my mile, mile, mile run has to be under six fifteen. So, uh, but yeah, there's a number of different stuff that like, max deadlift, back squat, front squat, overhead press, you know, things like that. You hit all the standards for a level, you earn, you earn that level. Right. So that alone is, you know, something that's just there. It's like, I I'm, I'm a hunter right now and I'm trying to move myself up to gladiator. Right. And we have, uh, 
body fat, you know, aesthetics tied into that too. So like savage level, you got to get under 9%, right? So you can have all those metrics, you can have all those benchmarks, but if you're still overweight, then you don't get it. You got to have everything dialed in. You got to have your new, obviously in pursuit of those goals, if you're going to be getting stronger and perform better, a guy is probably focusing on his sleep, he's hydrating himself properly and fueling himself properly. Right. So performance tends to, you know, do that. It helps people dial things in across the board. So that's why I've always had that in there because it creates purpose. It creates a desire to not just show up and check the boxes in your workout. It's like, let's show up and let's really have intent with this workout to get ourselves better than what we were before. Yeah. So yeah, we got that. We got that Ascension system, but then for example, so we got Trident challenge going on right now. That'll be eight weeks, the programming, as far as that goes, then we move into something that we always do every year uh, centered around some of the hero workouts. So I'm sure you've heard of Murph, right? So we kicked that off Murph Memorial Day. Uh, most people do Murph on Memorial Day. So that's coming up. Just explain, so Murph. explain what Murph is to those who aren't familiar with it. <laughs> so yeah, Murph is a hero workout, uh, which was built behind uh, Michael Murphy and Navy SEAL that died in combat. And so it's a mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then another mile run. And if you do it prescribed, you're doing it in a 20 pound weight vest. Right. Um, so it's a grilling workout. It's very high volume. You know, if you, if you haven't trained for it appropriately, yeah. I recommend doing like done, a half Murph done to, to start. Done it once, man. It's uh yeah. And in fact, one of, one of our guys, um, what he committed to doing and it's, he's coming up on his year mark. Actually, he committed to doing this Murph last year to create more accountability for himself. He said he was going to do Murph once every week for the whole year. And he hasn't missed a week. And so we're, we're coming up close to him fulfilling that. Wow. Um, so that was something that he created for himself. He's like, I'm going to challenge myself and I'm going to do Murph once a week, every week for the whole year. So we're coming up on that, but yeah, we'll do Murph. And then every week leading up to July 4th, we'll do a hero workout. So it's kind of like a community-based thing, you know, and that, that's, what's great about, you know, the community is while we're not all located here training out of my gym, I mean, guys are spread out all throughout the country. We got guys in Canada and the UK, um, a couple guys from Australia have been in the program before, but yeah, I mean, we can come together as one and, you know, challenge each other and uh it's it, it's it's good for the competition side of things man friendly competition yeah, man. yeah like yeah men men need something to strive towards don't they and i think that's what you're offering here it's yeah yeah incredible man yeah and yeah as i said thanks so much for coming on this uh podcast and i'm sure. feeling pretty inspired at the moment after listening to you so thanks so much and i'm, I'm sure the listeners are feeling the same um all yeah, fine man. absolutely ready to go man and uh yeah, I will add the link to the uh, the on it, um, the article that you wrote on it there with the, with the test. I'll add that in the in the show notes below, so go check it out. And then, if they wanted to reach out to you and get in touch, where is the best place to find you, Travis? Oh, you can find me on Instagram. 
the forged father is my handle. And then uh, if you go to destroydadbod.com, that's like our main site. If, if cool. you want more information on what we do, you can go that. Nice one, man. I'll add those yep. in the show notes as well. And uh, yeah, keep getting after it. Absolutely. Thank you, brother. No stopping, man. Appreciate you having me on. Likewise. Cool. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Warrior Podcast. If this episode has added value to your life, please share this episode on your social media platforms so that others too can gain the insight, information, and inspiration that they need in order to move forward in their lives. For the time being, stay strong and keep fighting the good fight.